1: Sport City, Sports City, chef, chef. Sports City, Sports City, chef, chef. Sports City, Sports City, chef, chef. Sports City, Sports City, Sports City, Sports City, yes Lord. we got a brand new president, Joe Biden we riding I pray you heaven sent, word from the wise, my people stay ahead Come on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements, it ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it, case goes from cold to hot state. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room Cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June Superman verse MS Doom, the clouds loom, to so tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City
2: The kid. Uh. Yes, yes, yes. What's going on, Sports City? It's your boy, Sirius, back at the helm again. What another NFL wrap-up show. This is the Super Bowl edition. But before we get started, I wanted to make you guys aware, but this show is being brought to you by the good folks at PHI Apparel Company. Uh, the unique designs and high-quality clothing, uh, for great fans of Philadelphia with original design, listeners to this program can get 50% off with the Sports City Code Chef, that's C-H-E-F-S, shop online, Um, I don't even know where to begin, what to start with, but I don't do this by myself. Y'all know i got my co-host with me, Barry the Villain Jordan. What's going on, my guy? How are we doing this evening?
3: Villan wears a mask to cover the raw flesh or rather ugly brother with flows. That's gorgeous. I'm here with this serious. I'm in the <laughs> building. How you doing, my big brother? How you doing?
2: You, you know what, man, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I, I'm not gonna waste anybody's time, man. We got a lot to get to. Um and I'm not too sure how long we're gonna be in the building today, man. So I'm gonna start with a couple news and notes. Uh, from around the league, villain. Uh first and foremost, um, oh, God, I'm going to start with Joe Judge, man. Your, your boy Joe Judge okay. uh, kind of got returned to Cinder, if you will, went back to New England as an offensive assistant. Um, all signs look probably to him kind of assuming uh, the role that Josh McDaniels vacated, Um I want to get your position on that situation as Joe Judge returns to New England.
3: Uh, Not surprised. I mean, um, that's, you know, listen, a lot of coaches, when they get fired, they wind up back either where they started or with the coach that, you know, they had a job with before. So not at all surprised. Um, You know, he's not a terrible coach. I just think he wasn't the right guy um, in New York because, it he He clearly didn't get on with with Gettleman, and he, it was a transition kind of higher with Gettleman, so um you know, I think he'll get another shot in this league you know he's white, so he'll get another shot. Um, not surprised he's going <laughs> back home with uh
0: <laughs>
3: he's not go, I'm not surprised he's going back home with uh with big bill so um you know all, all you know listen, congratulations, good luck uh on your travels when you come to New York, we'll boo you. um We'll probably kneel down.
2: When we see <laughs> 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 you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Neil Dollar room a QB sneak, The sneak, just in honor of Joe Judge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, <laughs> funny because, it, it's funny because it's funny because when when the story broke, I for one was like, "Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that that doesn't come as a shock to anybody." Um, I figured he would return back to the Patriots or some Patriot clone. You know, whether he yeah. went and linked up with Mike Vrabel, um in Tennessee or, or somebody of the Union Patriots' tree, um, I figured that would, that, that would take place. A couple of things I wanted to talk about um, of a negative variety um, is the yeah. same with Shazer Everett. Uh, DeShazer Everett is a safety out here for the Washington Commanders. Uh, he was charged mm-hmm. with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. uh involving mm-hmm. a car crash that inevitably took the life of his uh his girlfriend uh 2 yeah. days before Christmas um and I, i'm i'm that one with the, the 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 situation involving Alvin Kamara, um two very very bad situations uh two very very situations that um had the propensity to to, to linger um, and cause both men to, to miss significant time um, and possibly jail time, if you will, um, for both men. Um, I wanted to kind of get your um, opinion on both situations um, regarding the Shazer Everett as well as Alvin Kamara.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, with the Shazer, uh, the I, I just saw that. So I guess it happened in Christmas and then, um, you know, I guess charges were finally brought up. Um, it's it's unfortunate, um, especially you know prayers to 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 the family um, of of his girlfriend. You know, you know a, a life took taken. Um, you know, it says that he was the driver, right? And um, you know he he struck several trees, and it was in the rollover. Um, you know, she, like, uh, his girlfriend Olivia Peters later died at the hospital. So, um, uh, it's, 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 it's unfortunate, you know, a life was taken. Um, you know, we'll have to get more details as it comes out. Um, you know, so, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll just have to get more details. Right. I hate to kind of put, put put my opinion on it when i don't have all of the facts so um you know we'll see as it uh, as it goes out um i'm i and i'm 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 half i'm almost half paying attention because um one of the one of the outfielders that used to play with the new york yankees uh just passed away at 55 so i'm like reading it while you're saying it. it's kind of crazy to me but um sorry about that but um yeah yeah. As far as Alvin Kamara, uh, Gerald Williams, uh he was a he was a good yeah um, I yeah. Yeah, I always thought he was like Bernie Williams' brother. Bernie Williams is my favorite uh Yankee of all time. Uh, but yeah, um with Alvin Kamara, you know, same thing, the you know, we're waiting for the details. We're waiting for all the facts and everything, but um like you said, everything that you show me is very disturbing, right? Um, as far as the right. the, the, the the picture of the ba- the guy that, you know, he assaulted. It's crazy because it just you know, <clears throat> it was literally just after the Pro Bowl, which was a joke in among itself. I guess the most contact right. the most um <laughs> the most uh the most hitting and, and and stuff happened after the game for Alvin Kamara as opposed to during the game. Um so I hope. I don't. I don't. Like I said, I we have to see the evidence. We have to wait and see everything that happened. We don't know if it was provoked. If he, you know, started it, you know, what have you. But to your point, from what we've seen so far, it it could get really ugly really fast. So I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. You know, as far as Kamara, you know, listen. Justice has to be served. If he, if he was liable or whatever you want to call it in this, if he, if he was if he initiated this this incident, if it was his fault, you gotta do the time, bro. If you, you know. You know.
0: And, and we'll see what happens.
3: You know, the, the court of land. But like he said, Vegas is. You know, Vegas is, is yeah. an animal unto, unto itself, and it, it it can put you in a lot of trouble out there. Yo,
2: I want, I'm, I'm gonna get my opinion, and then we do got another call in queue. I, I want to get to. Yeah. Here, here, here's my yep, take absolutely. on the Alvin Kamara situation, um, and I'm kind of echoing what you what you just said, Bill. You know, I really wanted to wait um, and see, you know, what transpired and what takes place sure. in, in a court of law because the, the, the photograph that that's circling around social media right now of the victim's face and everything. Um, is it, it, damaging. I mean,
3: yes, he yeah. literally
2: got curb stomped, if you will, and um, I'm not too sure uh what would cause um Alvin Kamara to behave in such a manner. Um, again, athletes are, are people too, and they they have triggers and things of that nature. And and somebody popped off and was disrespectful or whatever the case may be. Um, again, it. it I don't want to say Alvin Kamara guilty. I don't want to say he's innocent. Um, I, I really want to see what all transpired from the situation. As far as the mm-hmm. Chaser Everett is concerned, um, this is very, very unfortunate. Prayers up to the victims, uh, to families and things of that nature. Um, I, I, I think he's done. In my honest opinion, I, I think he's done. I mean, involuntary manslaughter regardless of, you know, intent or of that nature, uh, has mm-hmm. some mandatory stipulations legally that, that has to be adhered to and abided by, and um, I, I, I don't think this man ever plays another down in the league. But before we move on, man, I got a caller in queue, man, one of the homies, the big chef. Um, Mr. Harvey, what's going on, my man? How are we doing this evening? Welcome to the wrap show.
0: Man, uh, how you guys? I, we done, man. We good. I'm we still we, good, we talk, good, brother.
2: We, we talking about your Still boy, waiting to uh, hear what Camara, we hear about River Camara.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, I'm still waiting man, to see I what mean, happens
0: with Camara, man. He doesn't, he doesn't use me. I mean. He, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. You got it. No, I mean, he hasn't really wanted to just come across as, like, half-cocked and do things like where, without provocation, but I don't know. So I'm just trying to reserve judgment till we see everything that goes on. I agree that if he's done this, like, obviously, there's going to be, you know, you're going to have to do some time and whatever. I mean, when it rains, it pours, man. Like, uh like, this guy, you know, between the lines is very explosive, and he really hasn't had any kind of uh, behavioral issues or anything going on. So, I'm hoping there's more than UTI, but obviously, uh, regardless of what team he plays for or whatever, you know, not want him to get away with something if yeah. he if he was in the wrong.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Before I move on, we do got another caller in queue I wanted to get to. Caller now of the 518 Eric Cole. What's your name? Welcome to the wrap-up show. How are we doing this evening?
4: I'm doing good. Controversies in the house. So, you know uh, what?
2: I had a feeling it was controversy, but here, here's the thing, man. Like
4: there he is. is.
2: <laughs> the the there's my other
3: arch nemesis. Here's <laughs> a, here's
2: some deal. Controversy. <laughs> we controversy. <less>, we will let the fans out with us today, but we cannot have no Teddy Bridgewater talk. We can't have no. We can't, we can't have that no today. <laughs> <laughs> Dream, All
4: right. I will abstain. I will abstain from the Teddy Bridgewater talk for today. For today,
2: right, for, I, I for, today. Accept, for today, I will for accept I accept the
4: terms. For today.
2: but We're talking about Ava Kamara and or Everett. Um, I'm sure you kind uh, of aware what's going on. I uh, kind of want to get your take on the situation at hand. And if you want to talk about um, the first topic we talked about as far as Joe Judge returning to the New England Patriots as the offensive system. Be my guest to do so.
4: Um, so I'll I'll start with that one. Joe Judge returning to Patriots is no surprise. It happens with every single failed New England assistant to 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 leave and ultimately fails the head coach. They always come back and then they sit. Sit back and wait for for Bill either Bill to retire or for them for the leak forget how uh, how much of an object failure they were as a head coach and um, get a second shot at the job and this one's no different. Eventually, Bill will retire and I'm, I'm guessing uh, McDaniel didn't want to wait any longer for. For that time to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots, so he took a second stint with another team in the AFC West, which I believe that he probably will still be unsuccessful. He, I'm sure, he's learned a little bit, but not enough to make the Raiders successful in that division. Uh, as far as Alvin Kamara goes, um. I, I'm actually more, I mean, from his perspective, I'm more optimistic than most are like there's a lot of things that NFL players get away with either by hook or by crook that the average human being does not get away with just because of the amount of money involved. And I think Kamara will be okay. Even if it's, one of his uh, one of his crew, like, taking the dive for it. I honestly think that Kamara will probably... He'll get suspended for, like, two to four weeks, but I, I suspect he will be playing in the 2022 season. Unless you know, there's video um, involved, and then, then everything goes out the windows.
2: You know, it's funny you, you said that at the end there, because... I, video changes everything, you know? It's, it's not mm-hmm. enough now that photographs and things like that exist. Um, but if you've got something like that on video, I, I think it carries a little more weight um, than just the sheer spoken word. Um, I'm going to pivot to something else real quick before we start talking about um, the game that that is. Um, and for, for me, um, Lovey Smith got hired to be the Houston Texans' next head coach. Uh, we have spoken about it at, at length offline, but I kind of wanted to transition um, that conversation online, if you will, um, and kind of have a dialogue with you guys about it. Uh, for me, and, and I, I, I kick this thing off, this, you know, reach of are, are you happy now higher. Um, I don't believe that Lovey Smith right now is set up in the best position to be successful, regardless of, you know, trying to hire an African-American coach and things of that nature. I think he's going to go out there, fall flat on his face, and then when he does fail, you know, owners and things of that nature are going to use this particular situation to point the finger and be like, well, if you let me bring in my guys, um, and, you know, we won't be in this position. um, Another situation that I wanted to talk about real quick, in, in conjunction with that, is the, the the new GM search going on in Pittsburgh. Uh, all signs looks to be like Lewis Riddick is the leading candidate for that job, along with others. Uh, so whether we uh, appreciate it, whether folks are hating the situation, um, this lawsuit that Brian Flores has. Uh, pursued with, against the NFL is starting to gain traction, and I kind of wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. Um, Greenwood, I'll come back to you first. Um, what's your position on, first of all, the lawsuit, because we haven't really spoken to you about that since it went public last week, but also with the situation of Lovey Smith getting the job in Houston as well as Lewis Verdick and a couple other African-Americans being linked to GM jobs uh, for Pittsburgh and others?
4: So we have talked offline uh, or off air on the topic of the uh, the Brian Flores um, uh, the the lawsuit when it first came out and really the messaging from Flores and his team is good because it's it's not uh, it's not the same as like the Kaepernick um, protests. It's something that everybody can really get behind. Um, I mean, regardless of race, everybody can get behind the idea of being passed over for a job before you even had an opportunity to interview for it. Everybody can get behind um, getting fired for doing your job, and and I and really like at the end of the day, Stephen Ross is boned. I think that if this goes to court and goes through discovery i i think that the broncos will pr- might be okay and i think that the giants will probably be okay even though because this is something that has happened for as long as i can remember the nfl a team already knows who their guy is like and and we, i just remember back when when we were doing shows together that we remember when Jim Harbaugh was the guy in San Francisco. Everybody knew Jim Harbaugh was the guy in San Francisco and everything else was a formality. And I think the, um, I think the same thing is true with Dable in, um, in New York with the giants. It wasn't necessarily a, um a hard racial issue. More, it was much more they knew who they wanted to begin it to begin with because he was a major factor in development for um for Josh Allen and turning a guy who was a very questionable prospect, um coming into the NFL draft and turning him into a superstar quarterback. And they're hoping he will do the same thing for Daniel, um, Daniel Jones. That is why Dable got hired. But the Flores team is also saying this has nothing to do with Dable. which what, what? I, which is, which is what I agree with. I, I like if that was, if that If that was a part of the narrative, I would be completely against what Flores was bringing to the table because, and, and I said it back then, there's plenty of reasons to hire Brian Dable as a head coach. But all these other things are true about the NFL. These things are all true. All these other things that they're presenting are true about the NFL and need to be fixed, but the question is how. There's not a rule that you can put into place that um, there's not a rule that you can put into place that will make this work and make this work better. You can't force a team to pick the best candidate. And how do you make, because the Rooney rule, well-meaning is a failure in this regard that they are they are putting names out there. Todd Bowles' name is out there because of the Rooney Rule, because teams decided to contact him and bring him in for interviews as a part of this Rooney Rule. But at the end of the day, it doesn't force anybody to hire them. His name got out there because he was connected to Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells brought him everywhere that um, that he went, Dallas, New York, Miami, wherever Bill Parcells went. Todd Bowles was there, and then he finally got some head coaching interviews, and eventually got the job. But it's it, at the end of the day, it's not enough. But what is enough? What is that next what? step? What is the next thing? And that's the hard part about the uh, the conversation is, we know there's a problem, but we don't have a solution. Well, you know, I, I uh, and,
3: agree with you. I I agree with you, James. That there there is no solution, but the committee has come to, before this lawsuit even came out, they said privately, the Rooney Rule is not working. We need to update it. It's outdated, right? <laughs> Serious. you can agree. It's outdated. When the Rooney Rule was instituted, what, in 2003? It, it was a different climate then than it is now. So the rules, it, it, it needs to evolve. It needs to change. Just like, you know, cost of living goes up, Everything changes over time. The Rooney rule in the, in its design was designed to work at that time. Now it, people are kind of figuring out how to go around it, how to get past it. Okay, I brought my two diversity hires in for the first interview. I brought one in for the second interview. Okay, now I can do what I want. Now you've got to update it. You've got to update it with the times. And and I think that's up to the committee to decide. Even uh, the Goodell came out and said, before the lawsuit is finished, they're going to reassess, and they're going to come back and figure out how to make this diversity and inclusion more more updated with the time so they understand that it's an issue they have to it's up to them to figure it out. We know what they need so we I, need we need diversity at the top we need more minority owners we've got one female owner we've got one owner of, of a minority every all the other thirty teams have a white man that's it that's the problem.
4: So here's my here's my one question, and I and I want to because there was an attempt. Um, this was last year, I want to believe, when um, when the NFL was talking about giving draft picks to. Uh, at first, it was giving draft picks to teams that um, that promoted an African American um, front office person to to general manager or or um, team president. And also giving draft picks to team like comp picks to teams that lost that um that minority hire to another right. team so it, 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 it it's it's right. it's developing talent within the organization but also incentivizing teams to um to promote um more minority hires into the decision making um what's the word I'm looking for, decision-making positions in organizations. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that position. would be a – yeah, leadership positions. That's the that's, the, um, that's the word I'm looking for, into leadership positions within organizations. Do you think that would be a better change to the Rooney Rule, like let's just say adding comp picks to to um, two teams that promote head coaches, promote general managers, and promote um, two team presidents, to um, to more minority hires you know,
2: i don't I don't think that would work because then you know we run the risk of people just doing stuff just to you know get the compensation picks or, or, or the extra bonus or like again just levy smith I, I think this this, this risk of okay let me let me throw you guys a bone here type of situation and not. You know equality and merit and, and and forward thinking. You know I understand what the league is trying to do. I understand what the you know Roger Goodell is attempting by saying, okay, well if you promote from within, then you know you get you know this this pick, or if you if you bring in a minority, you get this type of thing. But then again, I, 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 it it, re- it, re- it re- of handouts to me. It really does, yeah, and, yep. and I. I, I I think we are at the stage now where you know uh, we don't want handouts. We deserve a seat, our our, our merit and our skill set and our talent and our and our coaching tape and our ideas deserve a seat at the table. We don't want your handout. You know what I'm saying? And again, again, I'm gonna beat the drum, you know, and I'm gonna beat this drum until somebody hears me. You know, this lovely Smith hire. It's a flipping handout. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, again, I, I I I hate it. I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 it's it's gonna be a problem because when he fails, we, we we all see the writing on the wall. You know what I'm saying? He he has no quarterback. His defense is suspect. He has no weapons on the outside. You know he has no running back. His his his, his coaching staff is depleted at me. And lovely Smith is going to win maybe three games his first year. And when that happens, they're going to look at Lovey Smith and be like, okay, this is what happened. This is why we don't want this guy. And what? He's set up to fail. We don't want the handout. We don't want the, bull, the BS job. We don't want the BS stuff. We want a seat at the table.
3: Yeah, and what I agree going, with I mean, you, serious. While While I'm, I'm... I agree with you. It's a handout. It's unfortunate because you don't want it to happen to, you know, to, to, to people, you don't, I'm happy for Lovey Smith. I'm happy. We got a minority hire. but I agree with you. It's the worst, probably one of the worst jobs. Um, And, 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 you know, listen, I'm glad he got a second and third chance, but the fact is black coaches, it's harder for us to get a job. And then when we, we have a shorter leash, we have a, a shorter amount of time to be a coach than a white coach does. Like, I forget the numbers, but I think, you know, the average length of a, a white coach is longer than a black coach. And then a white coach is 14% lo- more likely to get a second job, whereas a black coach is 7% likely to get a seven, second job. So a white coach is, is is 50% more likely to get a second job than black coaches, Right. So it's like, if we get the job, we don't get enough time to, to, to succeed, then we're out of the job. We're not likely to get another job. So it's like, Lovey Smith, you know, gets a shit job. Sorry. Sorry for cursing tip jar. He gets a crap job. Doesn't, won't get a lot of time to, to he'll get, like David Cully got one year. He'll get a, a, a limited amount of time to do the job, and then he won't get another job. So it's like, yeah. I agree with you. You can't reward, you can't reward good behavior. Like, and I don't want to stay on this topic too long, serious, but I'm just going to say, yeah, 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 Like when my son was younger, I used to have to bribe him to sit on the potty and 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 to mm-hmm. and to, to use the potty and wipe his butt. Right? Yeah. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. reward you to, to do something that you need to do. Right. I'm right. not going to. Re- NFL teams don't need to get rewarded for for hiring minorities just to do it. I I, I don't think that's the answer either. Like, I don't think because. Taking away draft picks isn't working. Giving them draft picks isn't going to work. Cause then, to your point, they're just going to do the minimum, hire these guys, and then they, it doesn't say how long they have to keep them. I could keep them for one year. I did my job. I get the pick out of it. Great. So you can't reward right. them for that, right? They have to figure out a way, and you know how it is. You have to open up the books, open up that back room, get minorities into more leadership roles, like like controversy says, and into the owner's booth. That's how you start to make the change. And and if you don't want to do that, then you're conceding the fact that you don't want to change. You just want your good old boy system with your people at the top. They reap all the rewards, the $10 billion a year, and, and that's it. That's all you want.
2: Yo, before we move yeah. on, Mr. Harvey, you've been very quiet back there, man. You know, the, I, I had a feeling this topic will come up and then kind of get kind of, kind of, kind of heated and taken away from us. But I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to say your piece on it before we move on.
0: Well, first of all, I I like Robbie Smith in that when he was a Bears coach and uh, different things going on, he never had a quarterback there either. I do agree that he's being set up to fail here. And I believe that this isn't the best situation, uh, obviously for any coach. Uh, but I'll be honest with you: like, tell me uh, uh, tell me another head coaching hire besides maybe Doug Peterson having a ring. Uh, but tell me another point to another head coach that's been hired that has had more success as a head coach than Lovie Smith uh, this year. So we go back to we need to – I'd also like to see the numbers, by the way, about how many more people have been starting to get into front offices, general managers. Uh Uh, What do those numbers look like over the last decade plus? Obviously, we know that they have uh, failed woefully when it comes to head coaching hires. Um, but are we making any headway at all as far as getting more people uh, into front office positions or into positions like personnel positions or, you know, those types of spots that, that are going to be the ones that are pushing buttons for these franchises moving forward? I'd like to see what some of those numbers are uh, when it comes to front offices. Um, listen, there's only 32 head coaching jobs in the, uh, in the NFL, I guess if you're given a chance to take one, even if it's not the most ideal scenario, you go ahead and take it and and see what happens. I don't think that, I mean, we've all said it, nobody's not going to win there. Um, but I, I also don't, it's not fair for that, for people to say, well, that's an indictment on the black c- coach. You don't see people saying, well, we can't hire a white man because a white coach fails. So, uh, I, I think I think we need to continue to make sure we're pushing uh we're pushing that narrative as well so it it doesn't necessarily deter people from getting chances in the future. We know that we know that there's a lot of inadequacies happening, we know that people aren't getting their fair share and we know that the league and all the tires have uh, woefully fallen short uh this year and I don't know what the answer is as far as uh how we can continue to, to see the change. Um uh, other than like I said in front of offices and in other places, but it's obviously a problem. It's it, it it's not a good book for the NFL at all. You
2: know what i just want to add, I wanna add one
4: what I just want to add one more thing about the,
0: the Lovey the
4: Lovey Smith situation. Like right now the like it's You guys are right. It is the worst situation in the NFL, and one of the big reasons is because Deshaun Watson is still there. And, yeah, I mean, he could walk through that tunnel at any time, but until then, he's got a rookie quarterback without the rookie quarterback upside. The rookie quarterback upside is low cap number, but that low cap number is being eaten by Deshaun Watson and his massive contract. So until they get rid of that, he is going to fail. There's there's no. nothing anybody can do the to is fix the Houston Texans before Deshaun Watson either leaves or gets back on the field. Until that then, Houston
0: Texans organization has made questionable moves across the board, and has left us scratching our heads. Uh, uh, Sirius ha- has mentioned it multiple times, and we could go into. I, I, I agree with you on the watching thing, but the the problem is is you don't ha- you have people completely clueless as to how to uh, how to manage personnel and how to run a franchise uh, uh, shopping for the groceries for you, and so it, it's hard to put to, put together a gourmet gourmet meal when you're uh, when, when you're using bargain basement and, and dollar store products.
2: That's very well said, man. That's very well said. Calling number right now is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. We about to make a transition, but before we do, we gotta pay some bills. Here's our sponsor, PHI Apparel.
3: This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at PHIapparel.co. That's PHIapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last.
2: Yes, yes. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show, man. Um, I want to make a quick transition, man. Uh, we got another quarterback who is kicked off and is uh, looking to possibly relocate. Um, we all seen what was going on. Colin Murray has essentially scrubbed the social media. Um, and said that listen, um, he once was he <laughs> he. Pretty much she wants to leave. Uh that, that, that's pretty much what I got from that. Um, I did see a report from Colin Murray oh, earlier today. today. Um, to what she said that um excuse me, Fitzgerald on collar, excuse me, Larry Fitzgerald on collar Murray that says he just wants what's best for everybody. Um I, I I I don't know what to make of what's going on. It looks like everything was all good. Um and yet here he goes scrubbing his scrubbing a social media account. Um, typically when players do that there's some type of frustration going on. But I wanted to get you guys opinion on that, um, situation as well as Russell Russell Wilson not closing the door and possibly coming out here playing with the commanders, Tom Brady on his show. Uh, yesterday, you know, didn't necessarily shut the door on a possible return. Um, if the right team calls late in the season and, you know, is needing a quarterback, i.e. what, you know, uh, Mr. Harvey's uh, Saints did with Drew Brees or, you know, the Colts did with, with Philip Rivers. So the door is not necessarily closed on seeing tb 12 back. A lot of quarterback situations going on. But, uh, Mr. Harvey, I will come to you first, man. What's your position? Uh, how do you feel about this Kyle Murray situation? And... Um, uh, We're gonna see Tom Brady in 2022, man, and you know Russell Wilson said something about possibly playing with the Commanders, you know, out here in, in the Metro, man. What's your take in this whole quarterback situation uh, as we get ready to go in 2022?
0: I hope we don't see Tom Brady. Uh, to me, if you make announcement that you that you're gonna retire, go ahead and follow through. Uh, I still I still go back to how much it drove me crazy. For one, this guy in Green Bay to go back and forth year in and year out—that was all we heard about for 20 minutes on NFL Live every, uh, yeah, almost every night when training camp started. So, yeah, decide one way or another, make up your mind, and either play or don't play. Um, As far as Kyler Murray, um, listen um, for their franchise's sake. I hope you figure it out because. He did switch, change directions. You drafted a, a quarterback first overall two years in a row. in a system that seemed to be designed for him. I don't know. Maybe he's got his feelings hurt that they never got a line around to protect him. Uh, they did give him weapons. So this may be something as simple as after exit meetings and whatever else. Now we eventually sit down, cooler heads prevail. And we figure out, you know, what the plan is moving forward. Who knows? Like, I think, especially in today's NFL, there's going to be um, a good bit of talk here and there about this person doing this and that, and rumors and I, I you know, it's in a uh, in a with the way everything is now, social media frenzies and everything else, uh, you're going to hear a lot more. We used to always say where there's smoke, there's fire. I think you've got to figure out how much smoke there is. Um, as far as, you know, the, the commanders, uh, listen, uh, a good quarterback would make a difference for this franchise. They have, uh, they have some of the other pieces in place. I thought they were a little bit closer than, than they showed me this past year, but uh, it's, it's not like they don't have some decent pieces on that franchise. I think Russell Wilson could have a different address. I'm not sold on Kyler Murray having one or not, especially this young in his career. Uh, I don't know if that can be salvaged or not. I think we'll see. Um, but listen, if, if if I got beat up the way the way he did, I'd kind of have my feelings hurt about this franchise too. But it's it's hard to tell. Like I said, when you start scrubbing uh, team information from your social media. Uh, is this this personal? Did you get your feelings hurt about something? Who knows? Everybody reacts differently. So, uh, we'll see if cooler heads prevail. I I think I still think there is a chance that Brady comes back. I hope not, but I'm going to say 35% chance he's back next year.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. I come to you, man, same type of question, man. Give me your take on this whole Colin Murray thing and you know, you're gonna have another, you know, quarterbacking a division to attend to uh, with the Commanders and Russell Wilson. Villain, if you're talking, you're on mute. Oh,
3: well, you, I was on mute the whole time. I, I was talking <laughs> and talking. Nobody was listening to me.
0: Um, nobody could hear me.
3: Uh, listen. That's part usual. Uh, good luck with good luck with with the Commanders. If you want to go there, it, you're not. Uh, he, Russell Wilson is a really good quarterback. I don't think he's good enough to change the franchise. I don't think he's good enough to to, to lead to lead a team like the Commanders. <laughs> commanders uh, to the to to the promised land. Um. So, but listen, I don't I don't know where Seattle goes. I don't know how you could let him go. I, I don't I don't think they have a contingency plan. I think the problem in Seattle is like they just haven't drafted well. Like it, it's the, it's the problem with the good teams, right? The good teams, especially in, in the front office, they plucked those, those front office guys. And like Joe Douglas was there. He's gone. He's at New York. Those guys that draft well and, and build the franchise, they get plucked off and they get GM jobs somewhere else. And Seattle didn't replace them. They got gutted. And then they, they weren't drafting well. Like look at Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Uh, camp chancellor, all these guys, you know, were mid to late round picks. Um, they haven't drafted well in the last few years. Everyone they they drafted has been pretty much a bust. So um, you take that into account. That's why Seattle is struggling. It has nothing to do with Russell Wilson. So hopefully if they figure that out, they should get better, right? As far as Kyler Murray, same thing. They, they're, not, they're not drafting a team well around them, so they need to figure that out. Um, him unfollowing social media, I don't care do what you want to do. Like So social media is how you get down. And that's going to tell us how you feel that I'm in the wrong distance. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you've unfollowed the team. So what? Like you followed them before. And like, so what? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, it's like, you know, throwing your toy, breaking your own toys. You know what I mean? Like when you were younger, that, Okay great. It's your toys. I don't care. You know what I mean? So uh, listen, Kyler Murray, you're on the contract. You're on a rookie deal. You, you, you took a team that nobody thought was a playoff team to the playoffs. You'd be happy with that. But yeah, they're building around you. They'll build the offensive line. The, the defense is pretty solid. They'll get better. So I, I just relax, dude. It, it, I, 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 I'm, until it's news, it ain't news to me.
2: I definitely uh, agree with you on, on that one. Greenwood, um, I'll come to you, but before I get to you, I do got a caller in queue, her on 973. I think this may be breaking news, man. What's going on, man? How are we doing tonight?
5: Oh, there we are. <laughs> okay. There you go. Good evening, What's going on, my man? All right. Four days and uh, five name days I'm in counting until... uh, Lou from New Jersey. Oh, what's up, Lou? Okay. All right, four days in counting, of course, till the Super. Uh, five days in counting the Super Bowl, actually. So I'm ready for it.
2: Right, right. Yeah, well, actually, at the moment we're talking about Kyler Murray and. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and and everything having to go so on with Kyler doing? Murray and, and, and everything. Um, what's your position mm-hmm. on Kyler Murray and uh, where what he's going to do and where he's going to
5: go? <laughs> yeah, Murray hasn't, you know. I mean, I can I got not against Murray. to Be honest with you, I I, I think he's just going to stay right where he is. You know, I, don't, I don't see anything um, anything we're always uh, doing right now. I mean, he's going to be one of the best, you know, living able to the hype. But I think he's doing fine. I think he's going to stay right where he is. No question asked. ask.
2: So you think he's going to stay right where he's at? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. All
5: unless, right. Unless, unless something else comes up.
2: All right. All right, Greenwood, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you <laughs> uh, next, man. Colin Murray, um, where does he go from here, man? What does he do? Um, you know, we got – you know Aaron Rodgers situation. We got uh, we got Russell Wilson potentially going somewhere. Uh, where does where, he go from there? All
4: right, so uh, we'll, we'll start with with um, with Kyler Murray. This is not about building a team around him. This is not about anything but him securing his bag, which I I have no problems with. That. You should. He's in the last year of his contract. They need to extend him. They can't extend him right now. They, right now, the Arizona Cardinals are, like, nearly a million dollars in the hole uh, cap-wise, so they have to find a way to make that work and still have a contender in the field. That's really hard to do. Um, so that's why Kyler's upset is because he's been a huge part of making that team successful. Now they've got to figure out a way to um, make that work with him and give him long-term security. Uh, most players, doesn't matter, it's regardless of position, get very antsy when they um, when they reach a contract year. They want to be secured. That's why many times they'll settle for less than what they could get in the open market just to secure um, long-term stability in their um, in their NFL careers. Because it just takes what, especially for a guy who runs and um, and you know extends the play like Russell Wilson or not Russell Wilson, although he does too, but like Kyler Murray does, one bad play and all of a sudden your career's over and you have no security long term. So that's why Kyler Murray is is in the position he's in right now, where he's scrubbing his social media has a lot more to do. With wanting to be extended than wanting uh like a than thinking the team around him isn't good enough because i i mean for the third first three quarters of this season, this team was world beaters, and then something happened at the back end of the season that just made it all fall apart. And I do not know what that was like i i it's, it's still something you have to explore as to why this team was so good in the first half, three quarters of the season and then just barfed it up and just lost everything. Russell Wilson's a different case though. Russell Wilson I would be I would be fully believing that he is upset because he doesn't have the right team around him. And I think that the um the the commanders ugh, um, would be a very good team for Russell Wilson to go to because what they are missing, more than anything, is a star quarterback. Like, they have good, a very good offensive line, probably above a, way above average at the very least. They're in a weak division, in a division that has been weak forever. The Cowboys are weak, but they look like world beaters because they play in the NFC East. The Giants look like almost playoff contenders in the NFC East. The Eagles look like perennial playoff contenders in the NFC East. And then there's the Washington football team who won it two years ago, even though they're not a particularly good team either. So you put Russell Wilson on this team with uh, Terry McLaurin and a good offensive line and a very good head coach. Uh, Rivera is a good head coach and has – while he that. hasn't won a I Super Bowl, you, you don't think Ron Rivera is a good head coach? No,
2: I don't. I think he's an average coach. I think he's average. I, Look at all the teams. I, I teams I think he's I, in a, we're talk about Joe but, yeah, I, I think he's average. I guess. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh,
5: we'll, we'll I think he's
2: slightly
3: above average. I think if you take a team to the Super Bowl, I think you know the teams that he's kind of managed the the Commanders and the the Panthers. I, I think he's got a lot out of them. I think he's a above average. I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's above average. And you know, I think
4: he. he yeah, yeah, he, he yeah I don't think he's Andy Reid or anything. I just think he's. No, he's, he's a team I, that I think he's. You know, to team. your point,
3: we we he's can talk about it, but I think I I think he does. He
4: rallies the troops. They play hard for him so I think that this is a team that he could definitely run out over the division and be a could, he could elevate this team to contender status, not necessarily make them the, the, you know, the, the top contender in the, in the NFC, but they would be in that conversation. I think with Russell Wilson on the, the commander's roster. And especially if and Tom Brady's always said he's playing till he's 45. He's been saying it for years and years and years, and he really hasn't changed his tune. I think he's back for one more season, and then it's over. That and but that's only if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can build a roster to the caliber that he had these these past two seasons. If if they blow it up, then he's not coming back for another one.
2: I'm going to say this and then we can move on because I I just pulled it up. He's 90 and 82 in his coaching career. He's had an above uh, nine win season three times. He won 12 games in 2013, 15 games in uh, 2015, and uh, 11 games in 2017. Besides that, Ron Rivera hasn't cracked more than nine wins his whole coaching career outside of three times ninety and eighty two he's a he he's an average he's an average coach but i digress anywho uh mr harvey man i'm gonna come to you my guy um you know we oh we just lost Mr harvey okay, so cool all right, so uh villain, i'm gonna go ahead and move on man we got a super Bowl to talk about um you know the the l a rams and, and Cincinnati Bengals just got to take at center stage and so far. Um, I want to throw it over to you Chris Villain. You're in the head coaching room of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, what do we need to do to, to win this ball game from an offense, defense, and special team uh, point of view? And Greenwood, I'm going to flip it to you, next, and you're the head coach. You're Sean McVay. Um, I need you to tell me what the Rams do. But, Villain, you're first up, man. You're, you're 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 Zach Taylor, man. How do we win this ball game?
3: So if I'm Zach Taylor, offensively, I've got to run the ball. Um, I've got to get Mixon. I think Mixon is the X factor. I think I got to get him involved in the offense. Either it's running the football or catching passes out of the backfield. I think um, I think the. The Rams are strong at, in the secondary, but they play a kind of weird coverage. Um, they play zone with uh, Ramsey. So I think there's ways you can move um, Chase around that he can really exploit matchups. Um, you can put him in the slot, so you can put him on the opposite side of Ramsey. Um, Ramsey doesn't follow. He doesn't trail. Uh so there's there's matchups there, but I think the biggest thing is uh, CJ Uzma. He's got to be big, right? So they have to be big at the running back and up the middle with the tight end. I think I think the tight end he can have a day. Um, so he's got to he's got to be effective, you know, catching passes down the seam, down the middle, um, you know, a trail behind uh, Chase who's going to get a double team. Um, so you exploit if they double team Chase, you take him across the field and you run either routes underneath them or you run run routes away from the double team to get matchups open. But at the end of the day, it starts with the offensive line. We have to keep uh, Burrow upright. Um, they did a good job of that against Kansas City. If we can keep Burrow upright in this game, we have a chance to really score some points because the the Bengals did uh, not to be. Um, the Bucks were able to score points on them. Right. So I think they can be had. Defensively, um, anybody but Cup. Cup can't beat me. Um, I'm I think Stafford is a really good quarterback. I think he's proven himself. But I'm gonna make him beat me. I'm gonna make Stafford beat me. I'm not gonna let them run the football. Um, I'm gonna control that part of the game. They're gonna have to throw it. Um, it's going to be anybody but Cup and anybody but Beckham. Beckham gets a double-team, Cup gets double-teamed. Who? It, so Jefferson has to beat me, um, the tight ends have to beat me, anybody else but those guys. And I think it's kind of like what uh, the Giants and the Patriots Super Bowl years ago where uh, Bill Belichick said, Hakeem Nicks and, and Victor Cruz aren't going to beat me, these other guys are going to have to beat me. So I think that's kind of the game plan that you have to institute and you have to say "Stafford." you have to beat me. I know he can do it. I, I've seen him do it in the playoffs as opposed to the end of the season. But now it's like, you're going to have to beat me to win this game.
2: So let me ask you this question, uh, Coach Zach Taylor. Um, so you want Matthew Stafford to beat you. Um, mm-hmm. are, 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 are you going to, you know, do any type of trickeration? Are you going to align – uh you you star receiver Jamar Chase in a backfield like a Debo Samuel. Um, or are you just gonna just man up and just pray to God that you're able to block the defensive front that, that the LA Rams possess?
3: No, I mean listen, I think I don't think that Kind of works with that. I don't think that's something that they do, right? I don't think that's something that the Bengals do with with Chase. But I think you you don't have to put him on the outside. I think you put him in the slot. I think you put him in motion, maybe jet sweeps. But um I think the the synergy that Burrow's starting to have with Higgins is going to be huge. So I know oh. Chase is going to get double teamed, right? Chase, is, if he if he's not being double teamed, then they're not doing their job, right? So that's why I'm saying. Chase, I think they figured out ways. I think uh, in the second half of the Chiefs game, they figured out ways to get him the ball, right? Getting the ball, getting the, the ball quick out of Burrow's hand, seeing uh, Chase uh, in slants underneath, and and breaking, having to break tackles off the slants, right, Sirius, to get free. So I think that's how yeah. you're going to get Chase going because you you can't do uh, you can't do double team off the, the high low off a slant. It's it's almost impossible, right? So um, that's how you're going to get Chase going. But that's what I'm saying. Now, okay, if Chase is double-teamed, that's where the, 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 the seam routes with the tight end are huge. That's where the running back out of the backfield is huge. If you can get those guys going, you suck the safety up, or you, ha- you force them to have to cover the safety, or you force linebackers to have to you know, go one-on-one with Nixon. that's how you're going to get your pin.
2: Okay, I mean, I, I definitely I definitely feel you on that. Uh, Coach McVay, you know, the L.A. Rams find themselves hosting uh, the Super Bowl in their building. Uh, You've got a formidable AFC North opponent in the Cincinnati Bengals uh, riding a high that they haven't felt and seen uh, in 30-plus years. Coach McVeigh. how do you – Keep the, the Super Bowl trophy in your building, um, and not let it get back to to the confines of Cincinnati.
4: So the first thing defensively that the um that the Rams have to think about is winning with four. You've got a very expensive, very talented front four on your defensive line. You've got the arguably the best defensive player in the game in Aaron Donald. You've got uh, you've got Von Miller who you spent a good chunk of draft and monetary capital into um, getting into your building. And you've got some other very good defensive players that aren't big names on that defensive line. You win with four and you keep everything else back and you're going to win this football game. You, they have to, be able to get to Burrow with four and be able to double Jamar chase. You get those two things done. And all of a sudden they have to rely on two very good wide receivers and a, an okay tight end. T Higgins is no slouch. He did a very good job last year, but he's not Jamar chase. And, Tyler Boyd did a very good job last year, but he's not Jamar Chase. You can win with single-coveraging those two, and always make sure your safety is deep. Run, and while this did not work for Andy Reid and the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the formula is still there. Make sure you have at least a single high safety, if not a double high safety. Cover twos and cover threes, where, um, or even mixed coverages, where the where the safeties are deep and you are not being deep. If you keep everything in front of you and you win up front, you're going to win the football game. Offensively, I think that that the villain hit it hit the nail right on the head. That the Bengals are not going to let Cooper Cup beat them. They're not going to let Odell Beckham beat them. This, the star of this game is going to be Van Jefferson, because the Bengals have had problems with speedy wide receivers taking the tops off their defenses. And while they're focused on the superstar players of Odell Beckham, and and uh, Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson's going to be able to get deeper into the back, into that backfield, and that's going to turn into one, maybe even two touchdowns for Van Jefferson in this game. So th- that would be the key factors in this game. The, the other thing is, Matthew Stafford has to not be focused on Cooper Cup. It's something that's happened to him quite a few times. He's comfortable with Cup. he's gotten a lot of success with Cup, and he stares down cup. And if that happens then Matthew Stafford's going to throw that crucial pick six that's going to lose them the football game. And it's happened before, and it's happened again with Matt Stafford. I've watched Matt Matt Stafford play for years and years and years in Detroit. It's the one thing that always knocked him down when he had everything going for him, is he would focus, hyper-focus on his best wide receiver and – try to force it into in, force the ball into his hands even when he shouldn't have he did the same thing with Calvin Johnson Hall of Famer one of the best ever played the game but when he's triple coverage you might want to start looking at somebody else that's all I'm saying so so he so McVay has got to keep control over Stafford and make him spread that ball around
2: I definitely, definitely understand where you're coming from, Coach McVeigh, And I'm just curious. So if you was able to listen to Coach Taylor talk about um, not letting uh, Cooper Cup, you know, beat, beat you, um, you know, I'm going to ask you the same type of question. I mean, they got some burners over there. Um, in Cincinnati, they got Jamar Chase, who you know won Rookie of the Year. They 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 got Higgins, who is, is, is and the burners. They, they got Boyd. Um, are you planning on potentially doubling anybody and missing up your coverages, or you know, is Jalen Ramsey just gonna follow Jamar Chase all over the field, or, or are you gonna risk having somebody else cover him, which is gonna prove to be possibly detrimental to your success on maintaining?
4: Uh lid on your coverages. No, Jalen is going to follow Jamar Chase all over the field. And with those burners, I I already talked about keeping high safeties on at all times. So that means they're going to, that means Burrow is going to have to throw in traffic under pressure. And you know what? Burrow may, Burrow's a very talented quarterback. He can still do that. He still has that potential to make those throws. We've seen him make those throws all season, but that's where he's weakest is when everything's going against him and he has to make that, that clutch throw. That's where he's having, he's not having a lot of problems, but it's going to be the hardest situation for him. So we can't give up plays deep as the Rams. We, ha- the-, the Rams, have the, uh, have the powerful offense to have one over on the Cincinnati defense. So the Rams have the power there. They need to slow down the offense in order to win. And that's the one thing that the Bengals really haven't faced um in this entire playoff stint they've faced powerful offenses they haven't really had a strong defense or a rams level defense let's put it that way to to go up against and that's going to be a very big change of pace for the cincinnati bengals
2: okay so I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question, Coach Van, and Coach Taylor, if, if you want to chime in as well, um, you're more than welcome to. Um, at what point do you feel the need to, uh, uh, I guess, somewhat abandon your game plan? So my, my question is this. One of the major things that gets the Rams in trouble is when literally they, they, they put the ball in Matthew Stafford's hand and, and they're not balanced. Same same situation actually with the the, the Cincinnati Bengals um, and Joe Burrow is back dropping back you know forty plus times and you're not able to get the ball to, to, to Joe Mixon um, you know in, in the running game it, 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 you know trouble is, is, is there so my question to you both is this you know I understand that you want to scheme you know, Cooper Cup open and, and and Jamar Chase open. um, Like, what what, what length are you going go to go to to get that done? I mean, Coach Taylor talked about putting Jamar Chase in the slot. Is Cooper Cup going to be in the slot at all? Or is he going to stay outside and – are you going to send, you know, Odell in motion to to create different matchups, or like, what do you plan on doing to 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 make sure that your guy gets off? And Coach Taylor, I'll come to you first.
3: So, what, so do you you're tell, you're asking me, what am I doing to get to get to to, to get uh, to to shut down Cooper Cup?
2: Yeah, what are you doing to shut down Cooper Cup and get Jamar Chase off? Like, like you like needed to to, to to beat the clff on the Yeah, head?
3: I mean, it's tough to shut down Cup, right? Because I think um, the Forty ers tried and they just couldn't do it, right? I think the Forty ers had a solid game plan, and it, Cup and Odell got off. I thought Odell was going to have a good game. He he had a good game. Um, But I think it was their secondary that wasn't as stout as in the past. I think Eli Apple, former Giant, good luck trying to cover this guy. I mean, if you thought, I mean, Tyreek Hill and company, um, Cup is a little bit better because he's more dynamic. He could get. He doesn't he doesn't he can play a lot of different positions like they can get him on jet sweeps they can get him underneath routes he can he hit, and he runs beautiful routes seriously like you see he 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 run, he runs some lethal routes in all areas in the, in the in in the boundaries outside about he he runs so it's going to be difficult to shut him down the best you can do is probably a high low combination with the safety maybe with the linebacker um really just you you can't lose him on the field you have to identify him you got to make sure you know where he is so that you go all right this is where we're doubling this guy you know what i'm saying so i think that's what i think that's the start right i think as far as chase like i said i think you just have to be creative you have to put him in the slot i think you have to put him in bunch packages so that um You know, they lose track of him. I think that just like they do with cup, I think they do a the Rams do a good job of putting cup inside on a on a bunch route so that um you know other guys release and he follows behind and you just lose track of him. so I think that's what they have to do with chase um but I think they have to get chase quick. They have to get him on splants, they have to get him on out routes. they have to get him on on maybe some screens that you know that they don't have to drop back a five-yard drop back and let Donald and and, Donald and, and, and Miller pin their ears back, you know what I mean? Because if I think if those guys do it as opposed to the Chiefs um, defensive front, Donald's going to get there. And Donald really showed me something in a team that he doesn't play well against in the 49ers in the third and fourth quarter, especially in the fourth quarter series. We said it. He took over the game. And he, he caused that. He ended the game on that one play. No, he can disrupt the, the the passing game like that. So they have to be able to get the ball out of Barrels' hand quickly.
2: So, same question to you, uh, McVeigh. Like, you got Jamar Chase to deal with. You got a bunch of other guys to deal with, um, and you really want to make sure that your guy gets off. And like, like Coach Taylor alluded to you know, you've got a guy in Aaron Donald that literally can can wreck a whole game and you, you go all in and get Vaughn Miller. Um, talk to me about how, once again, you're, you're just going to kind of defy the odds. That way you don't abandon your game plan and, you know, make sure things go in your direction.
4: So, at the end of the day, the only thing that we have to do to control Jamar Chase because you're not going to stop him, but you can control him, is to make sure that the other guys don't beat us. Key Higgins is a baller. He is. He is a damn good football player, and he proved it last year. He proved how good of a football player he is. He's been overshadowed by Jamar Chase, and I we all know how good that guy is, but if if we're going to double Jamar Chase then that means the rest of these guys have to single up on T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Right. And that means also that they can't get those shorter three-yard outs either, you know, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. uh, two three yards and a four-yard, and that's a first down. If they dink and dunk down the field, yeah, it offers more time for mistakes, but it also does not allow this defensive line to wreak the havoc that um, that they hit. As far as Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup started his career as a slot wide receiver. Like there you go. that's where he start that's that's where he started. So he can play the slot, he can play the outside, he can play anywhere on the field. So we're not worried about finding a place for him to. Fool the fool the Cincinnati Bengals. He will, we will place him wherever, and we're going to make them adjust to it. And yeah. we're going to do that by also keeping these other, keeping these other guys open and using our depth at the wide receiver position to overcome the Cincinnati secondary. Yeah. So.
2: You know what, gentlemen? It, it, it's going to be one crazy game, man. I, I, I'm gonna give you both an opportunity. You know, uh, Greenwood, you were you were talking from the Rams' perspective, man. Uh, give me your take on Cincinnati, man. I mean, how, how did they get it done? From your perspective.
4: So, so the biggest thing that Cincinnati has to do is um, is control the control the possession they need yeah. to they need to be able to run the ball and they do have joe mixon who is a really good running back they have the offensive line to handle the run yes this is a high flying offense but they need to remember that the other team is it's more likely in my mind that the rams cause a turnover or get a strong three and out than the Cincinnati defense is going to do against the L.A. Rams. So they have to control the ball and play smart football. Use and just take what the defense gives them and settle for that three. If you can get it into that field goal range, settle for that three. Don't panic. Mm -hmm. Because the second you start... Trying to push things in for on uh, fourth down in the first second or third quarter, you've already lost the game
2: right 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 villain you know what you you, you spoke about Cincinnati, man, paint a picture you know if you're the Rams from from your perspective um mm-hmm. you know something that villain may not have mentioned or whatever that you've been wanting to talk about for the rams uh how did the rams get it done man?
3: They got to get pressure on Burrow, and and, and Burrow's not going to get rattled. Okay, he got sacked what nine times against the Titans and, and kept coming. He, you're yeah. not going to scare him off, but you gotta you gotta disrupt him at some point. At some point, Burrow's got to understand and has got to feel that pressure that I'm in the Super Bowl. This is the big yeah. game. Like it's different. Right? It's different. And he might not get rattled. Tom Brady didn't get rattled in his first Super Bowl, right? Um Eli Manning didn't get rattled in his first Super Bowl when he was young. He wasn't as young as Burrow and Brady was, but you know what I'm saying? Like Montana didn't get rattled in his first one. So maybe he's different, but you gotta get after him. You gotta get pressure Mm -hmm. on him. I think I think because the offenses are so close outside the of offensive line, right? The, the the Rams have weapons that are comparable to the Bengals. I mean, they might not be as good, but they're pretty darn good, right? The running back is Mixon is better than Acres, but Acres is pretty good. Um, you know, Cup and Beckham are you know versus Higgins and, and, and Chase. That's a pretty good combination. Offensive line is the key, right? I think it's going to come down to special teams. I think Cup returning kicks is huge. I think winning the special teams, the the field position battle, right? I think, um, you know, getting yardage off of kicks, maybe blocking a kick or a punt or something, I think special teams is really going to make this, is going to turn the tide of this game, right? Because the offenses are so kind of almost evenly matched. And the defense is, I think the Rams' defense is a little better than the Bengals, but the Bengals' defense is playing really well. Like, they held the Chiefs to three points in, in one, two and a half quarters, right? So they're pretty darn good, too. They get pressure up in the middle. They, they play solid coverage, um, you know, as a team, not one guy. So, it's, like I said, it's special teams that's going to make, make or break this game. I think the, the Rams, if they're going to win this game, they have to make sure that they win the special teams battle, and I think that's the key.
2: You know what? I, I definitely, um, I definitely with all, everything you guys have said. It, it, for me, it, it's going to come down to a couple of things, you know. And again, for for, for the sake of not trying to sound redundant uh, for what you guys said, I'm not going to you know go into a, a long soliloquy about it. I think it's going to come down to the to the Rams being able to generate pressure. Right, at the end of the day, you've got to get to Joe Burrow. you you got to – I don't want to say hit him in, in a sense that, you know, anything negative happens. But he, he has to feel you. If he's comfortable, he's slicing and dicing you up. You know what I'm saying? And when you get the opportunities, I think the key in this game for, for both teams is third down. You know, and everybody says that's the money down, whatever it be. But, you know, Joe Burrow, throughout this whole playoff run – has made critical plays on third down, whether he he threw a, a slant or he he escaped a, a rush and ran. Um, third down has been backbreaking um, for for both teams. You know he you know Matt Stafford looks for Cooper Cup and Odell, um, and he he he's even escaped and, and maneuvered outside the pocket on third down. That's first. Second of all. Uh, I, I I don't think Sean McVay needs to say the course. Don't get too cute. Don't try to be the smartest guy in the room. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If you come out in this game and you're able to run the football with much with a lot of success, like we, I think he's, he's going to be able to put the ball in the gutter on the back and, and run that rock. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I, I I hate when when coaches and big games uh, forget, you know, how to coach. Like, this is, this is not hard. Don't make it hard. You know, Zach Taylor, if, here's the deal, man. If you are getting beat the heck up with your offensive line, you know, having Joe Burrow go back to seven-yard drops is, is silly. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Hit the screen game, the quick hit game. Um, run some draws, you know. You know, do, do not do not try to be like okay. Well, I got this new toy. I got you know. Let, let me do it. Play smart. Play smart. Um, defensively for, for the Rams, I, I know Jalen Ramsey is your high-priced you know corner. Um, give that man some help, please. Get that man some help. You bring Eric Wertle off for the couch in retirement. You know, a month and a half ago, my man was sitting there just playing basketball at a gym. You know, now he's, you know, playing in the Super Bowl, trying to get this elusive ring. Give him some help. You know, please and thank you. Um, because Jamar Chase is going to make him look silly. You know, again, as a still fan, I-, I did not want – the Bengals, to get this guy. I do not want them to get this guy because he's a problem. And, again, if Mr. Harvey was here, you he alluded to that uh, as a member of the LSU Tigers. Good um, Jalen Ramsey's Ramsey and help. If you are Eli Apple and the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Eli Apple, is now time for you to cast the check that your mouth wrote. You know what I'm saying? You you, you go off at the mouth and you pop off the Tyree kill, you know, cause he made, cause you made the plays that one time. You've been getting cooked rotisserie style all year, sir. Now you're playing a receiver that's going to flip you and twist you like a pretzel. I'm sorry. And please send help to that man. Or it's going to be over before, you know, everybody sits in their seats for halftime. Um, with that being said, man, Greenwood, thanks for coming and hanging out with us, man. Go and give us a plug and a closeout as you wrap up the NFL wrap-up show.
4: Um, Shout-out to Buffalo Wings because that's what I'm going to be eating during the Super Bowl. Um, Hopefully, I will talk to you guys again before the big game. And if not, enjoy the game. And draft season is right around the corner. Stay tuned. Later.
2: Thanks so much, Greenwood, for stopping by, man. Zillin, man, go ahead and shut it down as you know what to do, my guy.
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. SportsCityChefs.com. Get to the website. Got a lot of articles popping. People loving the content. I need writers. So if you ever want to write for the SportsCityChefs, please reach out to us. SportsCityChefs at Gmail is our official email address. Um, definitely looking for more writers. Um, you know, we got our contest going right now, Super Bowl Squares. So make sure you get out there and buy a square, 25 bucks per square. Big prizes at the end. We got about just a little under half of squares uh, sold. So plenty uh, available for the people. Um, so definitely get out there and do that. Shout out to uh, PHI Apparel. Thanks for sponsoring our show. Uh, we love working with those guys. Um, so, definitely uh, get out to their website, phiapparel.co, C-O, uh, to, 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 get, uh, to get their merchandise uh, for all you Philly fans and, and, and in between. So, um, love doing that stuff. Series, always a great show, doing a show with you. Um, special shout-out, uh, I got to mention, uh, special effects. Um, those guys, uh, special effects, comic books, they have a live auction going on right now on WhatNot app, and then they have their live auction on Facebook, selling a lot of comics uh, for a good cause, for uh, special uh, fragile, uh, syndrome, fragile X Syndrome. So, um, you know, go out, get out there and support those guys. They always give us a shout-out, give the Sports City Chefs a shout-out, so I would definitely want to give them a shout-out. Shout-out to uh, Caviar Map, who, who does our theme song uh, I got to make sure everybody gets, uh, gets their appreciation. Sports City Chefs is doing a lot of big things. Serious, love doing the show with you, bro. I'm out.
5: Yo,
2: man, thank you so much, Villain Greenwood, for coming by and kicking it with us, man. Thanks to Mr. Harvey who called in, and, man, it had to pop out. Um, shout out to the homie T.C. T. Thomas, you know what I'm saying, who, who's off doing big things, man. I, I have no idea what his man got, yeah, man. We got to get a bill for the Thomas Wonder, man. With that being said, it's your boy Sears up in that four one two and the seven on man. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys, man. Um, Super Bowl Sunday is, is right around the corner. Um, it's it's going to be fun to sit there and watch this ball game, man. Uh, and you know the, the sad reality is, after that final whistle's blown, we got another six some odd months before we see it again. Um, the longest layover in, in sports, man. My, my feelings are hurt just talking about it. With that being said, tell a friend to tell a friend it's the chefs again. If they don't know, now we know, man. We gone.
1: Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chef. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Kaboom, Sports City chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June. Superman verse and their doom, the clouds loom. To tell a friend it's the Sports City chefs. Pay attention, tune in. We on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef. Yeah. Cabin, Taj. Who? Connecticut. Uh.